WWE Raw visited Chicago, Illinois this past week, and they certainly weren't shy about generating a lot of heel heat this week, from Edge interrupting the main event to Rey Mysterio's mask being taken by The Miz, and of course the beginning of Raw when we saw Kevin Owens troll the fans not once, but twice. We're going to get into that and much more right now. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Alright, everybody, welcome to the WWE podcast for this Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. I hope everyone's doing just just awesome and that we are just now my gosh, days away from WrestleMania, and it doesn't feel like it's that close, but uh, Monday Night Raw, I think, delivered in in ways that we haven't seen in a while, where it felt like a Raw before WrestleMania. Now, this could be a better Raw than next week. I really enjoyed this Raw as a whole. Not without its faults. There may be a rant or two, but in general, I really enjoyed Monday Night Raw. I thought it was a big step forward in a lot of ways to WrestleMania. It it uh, started to generate a lot of heel heat. And that was really the theme as I opened the show at the very beginning and had the little, the, the opener, the, the hook, so to speak, that to me was the biggest takeaway from this entire show was the, the just really disregard for leaving the crowd happy. And you know, of course the dark match probably left them happy, but boy, trolling the fans at the beginning of raw, with Kevin Owens, not once, but twice. The second one got me. That, to me, uh, was the biggest takeaway. And and like I said, Rey Mysterio with The Miz. And uh, you had Becky Lynch's promo with no Bianca there to sell the injury. Edge interrupting the main event, which was awesome. Just so many things that the crowd was just had so much to be pissed about. So much to be angry about and wanting to see the heels get what's coming to them. That is the biggest takeaway for me that happened on Monday Night Raw last night and one that you don't often see, not just on the road to WrestleMania, but as a whole, you almost never see that much heel heat being driven in one show. Now, it could just be happenstance because at some point, you're going to have a show with the hundreds of shows they do a year in which a lot of the heel heat tends to fall on the same show where there's a lot of outcomes that are supposed to piss the crowd off. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't, but maybe they knew they were going to be in a hot wrestling city in the Allstate arena in Chicago and know that the crowd would react the way that they did, which in fact does help the at-home experience watching the show. So, whether it was by design or not really is irrelevant because it was effective nonetheless. I really enjoyed Raw. And I know I come on here a lot and I say that it, it was this or that. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of bad, some good. I'd say it's the reverse this week, like I said, with a lot of good and not so much bad. And it, it's kind of weird to say that given that it was a lot of heel heat and things to be pissed about. But things to be pissed about in a way that you are supposed to be pissed, in a way that it's designed for you to be angry at the that particular uh, wrestler, not angry at the company per se. So 
uh, we're going to get into that and and guys so much more and i will of course start with uh the kevin owens just complete brilliant troll that he did on monday night i thought it was one of those ones that we will not forget and instantly if you like or hated kevin owens or wasn't weren't sure about it like i was on the fence with kevin owens because he's not easily dislikable he's a guy that you can just easily like to me that was the struggle because it's not like it's not like he was facing seth rollins who's very dislikable just naturally right kevin owens is a guy that is he's he's the everyman he's a guy that's has has a lot of uh relatable traits to the average guy quote unquote so we're going to get into uh that and why it was so brilliant but first i want to Welcome our latest patron, Jeremy S., who has joined us here. And uh, given that he is in the uh, the second tier up, we are going to be able to deliver him on the show, if he'd like, to come on and uh, host a show with me. What I will also be doing, and more than one person has contacted me about this, about Patreon, is I will be doing a different tier. In fact, I will be taking the $10 tier and reducing it down to $5. Um, that is something I've thought about doing. I may, I may reduce all the top tiers by a significant percentage, and uh, that's going to be happening. Now, I, I believe the way Patreon works, I can't edit the price of a tier in which people are in. That makes sense, right? You can't just manipulate how much somebody is being charged if they didn't consent to it, right? So I may need to delete the tier and then reinvent a whole new tier. I'll keep you updated, but a $5 tier is something I am considering. So uh, just uh, just wanted to, uh, to to put that out there to uh, maybe entice some of you guys to join us because Patreon is a great place to go for ad-free everything. For hundreds of episodes, you can get your foot in the door for a dollar. And join Jeremy and everybody else. You get a Discord server link, which I believe I fixed. I know a lot of people had issues with it. If you're having issues with the Discord link, please reach out to me. I've generated a new link. Apparently, it needs to be refreshed. So I did refresh it. So if you're having issues, please reach out to me. And also, one more announcement uh, beyond my ad-free that's available on my website using promo code WrestleMania. You get 50% off. Go VIP there. Or on uh, Apple Podcasts, click that ad-free button, and it's $0.99 cents for a month or $10 for the year, which gives you two free months, which is a, a promotion that's going through WrestleMania. Don't miss out on Apple Podcasts. Um, beyond those two really cheap plugs <laughs> and just ill-time plugs, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan are going to be doing double duty. They're going to be doing a takeover show next week with the mailbag and the week after WrestleMania. So we get a double dip, a double treat of Mr. and Mrs. Ca- Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan. So tomorrow will be, will be my final mailbag for three weeks, which is crazy, but awesome um, in terms of at least answering the emails. So emails, guys, voicemails, send them by way, send them to me. I will be um, uh, collecting them and forwarding them on to Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan for next week and the week following WrestleMania. You can email me at mailbag at wwepodcast.com or you can call us at 518-952-0247. All right, so Raw opened up with one of the best sounds that you'll ever hear in your life. I mean, it still feels, after all these years, all these years, that Monday Night Raw should open with the glass crashing. It 
I know that it's been 20 years since he's been regularly active on the show, but it still just feels right when you hear that glass opened raw. And the crowd popped pretty damn good. Probably the biggest pop we've heard in months, <laughs> maybe the maybe the whole year. Just it's amazing that somebody who hasn't had a match in 20 years is still getting the biggest pop. It's amazing, right? It's sad, but also amazing. Amazing for him, sad for the company. But he opened the show and, uh, well, he, meaning Kevin Owens, as he pretended to be Stone Cold. And you, you always got to be careful, guys. If you want to catch the impersonation or troll before it happens, there's usually a delay between the music hitting and the impersonator coming out, a longer than usual, uh, longer than usual delay between that. And Kevin Owens came out, <clears throat> it was about 10 or 15 seconds after the music hit. It felt like forever. And I was like, oh boy, I got suspicious, right? You don't see him right away. And then there was a hint that he was him. And that you, after about three seconds, you're like, no, that's not. And the crowd took to it pretty quickly too. And uh, they booed the hell out of Kevin Owens. They booed the hell out of him. And he was impersonating Austin using his, his, uh, his catchphrases and saying that, you know, doing the what thing, saying he's going to put a beating on his, uh, on that, that SOB, uh, uh, you know, at WrestleMania and just completely humiliating Stone Cold, at least in, in the best way that he can. And he has a, I actually thought he shaved his head, but it's just one of the bald caps, which is very convincing. I thought he went, you know, all the way and just shaved his head. He didn't, but, um, it was still hilarious. And then the second troll is the one that got me pretty close to believing, you know, Kevin Owens is talking trash and all you're hoping is we hear the music again, right? Because if you hear it again, it can't be Kevin Owens. He's already there. Well, the glass crashes again and Kevin Owens turns around as if, oh crap, what happened? He's actually here. And within 10 seconds again, he starts laughing and you're like, you son of a, right? And he got me. I would say he generally got me. There was still a bit of hesitance, but I'm like, no, maybe he is actually here. And he chases Owens out of the ring and something like that. And he didn't. And uh, it was just Kevin trolling again the crowd. How You could see the people in the audience. The best part of it were the facial reactions from random people that the cameramen found in the audience that were genuinely pissed off. And boy, that's great. It's great. Uh, it's angering, isn't it? But you know you're going to get the payoff anyway, so it's it's coming. We just have to wait. And then Austin gets beer tossed to him, but we learn that after he, he had the beer tossed to him and he dropped it, that was planned because he ended up stunning the person that was tossing him the beer, and then he poured beer on him and left. And if there was any baby face left in Kevin Owens, it died in a good way. Last night on Raw, he killed it in that segment, and he must have honestly. That may have been the highlight of his career thus far because of in the in the past how much he has admitted that Stone Cold has influenced his career, and then he looked up to him. He's the reason he's in the business. Imagine being able to go out and you know you're going to have a program with your uh, your your childhood wrestling hero and being able to impersonate them and draw heat, and you know you're building to a WrestleMania moment. That may keep me in WWE too. You know, he maybe he really probably was considering AEW until Vince was able to convince him otherwise with this with this potential at WrestleMania. Maybe that's true. I don't know it to be true, but it would coerce somebody to sign, and that somebody 
was, I, I believe, this is my own belief, that it's Kevin Owens. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to this thing at WrestleMania. And to be honest, as I look more and more into this, is this really a match? I keep seeing this build as still the KO show, but Stone Cold Steve Austin was recently on a, a podcast. I can't remember the name of it. And he said that he wished he had gotten a little more time to get into, you know, ring shape. And it seemed like kind of a quote, last minute decision, but he still feels good about where he's at. He's putting his cardio in is all that, you know, he said it's been 19 years and I'm like, well, it hasn't been 19 years. Like how you've come out at many WrestleManias and, and dished out how many cans of whoop ass. Like you were on the, the Piper's pit in, you know, WrestleMania 22 or something. And he ended up stunning Roddy Piper. And so he's been on a talk show before he's come out and he's a stunned league of nations. Remember that league of nations, Wade Barrett, Seamus and Rusev. Remember that? Oh yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody else. He is stunning them. He stunned the new day. He stunned uh, uh, Xavier Woods that same night, I believe in Dallas at WrestleMania 32, six years ago. Um, what else has he done? I feel like there's something else I've missed. He stunned uh, Goldberg and Lesnar as the special referee in WrestleMania 20. You know, so he stunned, uh, uh, let's see, hold on, uh, Vince, I'm sure, Shane McMahon, at, when he, Vince got his head shaved, I don't, or, and Donald Trump. I don't know if he stunned Vince that night, but he definitely shaved his head. He stunned Donald Trump and, uh, and Shane that night. And, you know, so he's had his quick little skirmishes at WrestleMania. So they maybe aren't, purposefully trying to make this a match so that fans expectations aren't well it's a match oh my god austin must be in great shape maybe austin is the one who's driving this not being a match because he doesn't want the label of what a match means to fans and what they expect of austin what austin would expect of himself had he actually been billing this and wwe been billing this as a match because that's a different animal than a brawl or a fight we've seen austin do these for the last 20 years since he's been retired, how many, not just at WrestleMania, but my God, how many times over the years has he come back just to drop a stunner on people and have a quick brawl? He did it with the Miz. I remember, I remember he did it with the Miz and his protege, uh, Alex Riley. At one point when Miz was calling Austin out for one more, one more run, he stunned AJ styles a couple of years ago. Hell, he stunned Byron Saxton during the pandemic. I mean, so I want to hear that, you know, he hasn't done anything in 19 years. He hasn't fought in 19. That's a bunch of nonsense. Like he hasn't had a match. That's the only way you can reference 19 years. I should, I feel is if it, you're, you're talking about a match only, you can't tell me it's, it's 19 years since he stepped in the ring. Nonsense. No, he's been in the ring <laughs> dozens and dozens of times since he retired in, in Seattle in 2003. So I don't know. I just have a, I'm very just kind of mixed on how I feel about the way they're promoting this and being ambiguous, maybe on purpose. But Austin did say on this podcast, I I really should look up the show. I forget it. If you guys Google it, Austin did say that, you know, we're going to, we're going to see what happens. I'm going to, you know, put some, uh, put a whoop ass on Kevin Owens. We'll see what this turns into. And here's what I think that that means guys. Here's my kind of early prediction. I think that they end up quickly talking because they'll have a very loose KO show set up. Maybe they don't even talk and they just start fighting. And then it'll go back and forth and they'll brawl on the outside. And then out comes a referee. 
and it's a match. And that's where we, we, we don't get the Eric Rowan rock sham of a match that was just crap. I mean, that was just garbage that I don't count as a match. We're not going to get that, but we'll get some kind of five to 10 minute uh, brawl back and forth with these two. And then we'll call it a day with, you know, five stunners on Kevin Owens and Austin just beating the holy hell out of him. That's what I think is going to happen right now. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's my take on the Kevin Owens stuff. Good stuff. Great heel. Great heel work. Mick Foley even praised it on Twitter. All right. I'll, I want to talk next about Miss, uh, Miz taking the Mysterio's mask, Ray Mysterio's mask. Now, Miz is not the first one to do this, right? Like people have taken Rey Mysterio's mask in the past. It's happened not a lot, but it's, dare I say, somewhat common that it's happened. At least at least a good five to ten times, somebody's at least during his career tried to take it. And it's, it just feels like it's been a while since the last one. So the Miz takes his mask after his match, uh, him and Myster- uh, Dom's match with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, of which they were uh, successful. Miz ends up skull-crushing finale, giving the skull-crushing finale to Rey Mysterio on the outside of the ring, and then takes his mask. Dom can't do anything, and Rey uh, is is shamed, and they talk about the significance of it, and he needs a towel to cover his face. And so um, that was that was pretty much it, and the Miz was gloating about it. And it was just, a, it was generally a good, another good heat driving segment. It really was, I think. So no complaints there. Thank goodness Logan Paul didn't show up. I don't have any interest in him. So I'm fine. Um, so let's talk, what do I want to talk about next here? Oh, Omas. Okay, Omas defeated Commander Aziz and Apollo Cruz now in a handicap match. Um, don't forget about that. Now, so... Cruz, okay, this is this is where I, I'm starting to draw the line a little bit with Omas. I know that he's in this to make himself look as dominant as possible. There are still rumors of him having a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. I would advise strongly against that. Just for the simple fact, I mean, he's he's not he's not ready, at least you know from what I've seen. Unless the idea is that, well, throw him into the deep end and let's let's see if he can swim. And have a serviceable match, maybe. So, the other thing is Apollo Cruz. You know, think about where he's come from last year's WrestleMania with Big E. One of the, to me, one of the most impressive and overachieving rivalries. Can I say that right? Rivalries of last year heading into WrestleMania. I think it was very well done. And now he's just being relegated to a non-Hulu matchup that he has a partner with, and he's losing in handicap matches to a single opponent. It's not good if you're an Apollo Crews fan and where he came and all that he did to reinvent himself. But this match wasn't great. I mean, uh, again, a choke bomb is how it ended. Both men got pinned at the same time. I mean, good for Omas, bad for uh, bad for Apollo Crews. Veer is coming to Raw, guys. Breaking news. Veer is finally coming to Raw after being promoted since, what, November? It's been like five months, whatever it's been, four months. It's been a really long time. He's coming April 4th. That's a Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. So I'm sure the crowd will give him a uh, hero's welcome. At this point, they've almost got him over <clears throat> in, in kind of the most bizarre way by making a mockery of his debut. And then the crowd is just going to suddenly 
just gravitate to him and giving them like you know a, a pretty big pop just just because he finally showed up. I think it's it may work out in his favor if they do if that does end up coming coming true. They should probably use that as a platform to push him if if they do if if the crowd does react that way. Um, but uh, all right, well let's continue. Finn Balor defeats Austin Theory. That was on my notes here. It happened with the good old roll up, but the the key here, the 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 wild card, the Joker, was Pat McAfee, who was, I guess, invited to Raw as a guest commentator. And boy, hearing him and Corey Graves next to each other is very interesting because Corey Graves was the cool new cat on the street, and then Pat McAfee comes in and just burns it down. No pun intended. And Pat is just he's just Pat, right? Like. I I admit it. Like I did not like him at first. I thought he was a brash, annoying, too much of an attention whore. I, I I think in this case, he but he doesn't he does it in an endearing way. So he he's also very authentic. He doesn't feel like he's trying to be somebody else. And he obviously came from the NFL. We know that. But this program between him and Austin Theory to me is overachieving. I I can't say enough about it. Uh, we had Pat McAfee here try to distract Austin Theory during his match with Finn Balor. And he never got physically involved with the matchup, came close, or at least was trying to pretend like he was going to with, you know, Byron Saxton probably mentioned mind games 800 times, I guess. Or, you know, Byron Saxton, I I really just, I would, if I could fine him like $10,000 every time he says the word message or statement, like he is the by far the worst. Can we just start finding him every time he says that and then just kind of you know, send it over to my bank account? Can we in, can we institute that? I'd love it. I mean, not only for the money, but just to, to get him to stop saying those two freaking words. Okay, but that aside, I, I you know, I do have to say that uh, this was, I mean, the match was really good between Finn Balor and Austin Theory. What do you possibly expect from these two? Other than just pure buttery smooth moves, and really good chemistry, which they both had. And uh, yeah, it ended with a roll-up. Didn't need to. It also makes it feel like Finn Balor needed the help. When Finn Balor was just the demon, uh, you know, six to eight months ago, against Roman Reigns, and people were talking about him being the one to break the streak and take the Universal Championship, all of a sudden he's losing or, or would have perceivably lost to Austin Theory if we had didn't have Pat McAfee help him. Yeah, if you're a Finn Balor fan, even he, even though he got the victory, this one doesn't feel like it holds a lot of weight simply because of the fact that he needed an announcer's help to get the victory, and it was a roll-up of all things. So, again, WrestleMania is kind of the great reset. We have the draft in fall, but to me, WrestleMania and to many others, WrestleMania is all, is the great reset of, of programs and seeing things you haven't seen before and, and that kind of thing. Um, but, guys, don't forget, next week... With that explanation, we have the face-off with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why we have Roman Reigns on Raw. No one's explained this to me. No one's going to care to explain this to me. It just happens because, wow, it's, it's a go-home show. Okay, so just then give me anything. Like, why can he come here? Because he's the universal champion? That's not how that works. He's kind of like the SmackDown world world champion, right? But anyway, 
All right, let's let's move on here. Um, RK Bro versus the Alpha Academy. So RK Bro wins this match, and it was when Riddle hit Chad Gable with the was it called the Bro Derek, and then Otis took out both guys, and then the Street Profits ran in and they were they helped initially Riddle and then laid him out, and. Um, also, of course, laid out the Alpha Academy. So, yeah, I mean, that apparently was just a way to get them into the triple threat at uh, WrestleMania because everybody needs a jersey at WrestleMania, which is the complete opposite of the purpose of the show, which is supposed to be the best of the best, the greatest of the greatest. Not not Little League, uh, you know, uh, the Little League trophy ceremony where everybody gets some kind of participation award, which is what WrestleMania has turned into. We have... Um, yeah, a triple threat here, and I'm I'm not hating on this triple threat for the tag team title. I'm just saying as a whole, that's why the show's so damn long, because they got to get everybody on the show, which doesn't make sense, even from a moral standpoint. You should want to bust your ass all year to be on that show, and instead, you know, you're going to be on in one way or the other, you know. But I digress. So the the match itself was was perfectly fine. I mean, I. I don't know what, again, you have Randy Orton in there, you have Matt Riddle in there, you have Otis, and you have a, an Olympian in Chad Gable. What do you expect from these two teams? And I, I guess really what we want to analyze is where is this story headed with RK Bro, right? Everybody's waiting for that other shoe to drop with Randy. RKO, punt kick, you were never my brother. All this stuff he could pull from that is going to be a lot of fun when he finally does. You know, when is that drop going to come? It does it happen at WrestleMania? Does it happen the Monday Night Raw after? I mean, we've been speculating on their break. I feel like now for six months, it, it just feels like it's been so long, uh, and I'm not hating on it. In fact, I still think there is some juice left to squeeze out of that team. It just seems like it's getting very close because of the tag team champions. They also, uh, Randy called him his friend. I mean, that's like the pinnacle, right? And there's only one way to go, and you're looking down at it. So, all right, let's see here. Let's talk about Becky Lynch's promo. Boy, uh, her outfit was as stupid as stupid can be with those, like, I don't know what they were. I don't, I don't even know what kind of glasses you call that that Becky had on. I guess the point was just to be loud and obnoxious and be just insufferable with your outfits. I mean, it, it looks like Becky and, and uh, Seth shop clearly at the men, the, the same place. There's whatever place they shop at, there's a men's and women's section for it. And I'd love to see them now on screen and see if they have any chemistry on screen, given that they're both heels. I, I would like to see what that's like, but I, I don't know if I'd go that road, but maybe they can have a quick backstage interaction or something. I digress, but again, what I want to say about Seth Rollins is he has been complaining about not having a path. He doesn't have a spot. He doesn't have a spot. And then he insults Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce, and then they reward him. By the way, that was weird. That that was weird. Okay, because Edge and AJ have their program. AJ is calling out Edge. And then you get Seth Rollins, who continues to try to stick his nose in other people's business and steal their steal their idea for his path to WrestleMania. And he insults Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce again as they're coming out, calling them two stupid idiots and saying, you have one last chance. 
And you knew that when he said that, Seth wasn't going to win. I've told you guys this for a while now. He wasn't going to win. But I'll get to that actual match in a minute with Seth and AJ. But what I really want to talk about here is the Cody Rhodes chance. Everybody heard him. Chicago knows they're the they're the smart marks. They're the ones who pay attention to the wrestling websites and, and probably listen. Those are the ones that listen to this show. And to hear them chant Cody Rhodes, and they chanted Cody Rhodes a couple of times. And it was pretty funny to hear. What was very interesting is not just the chants, but also it was um it was the reaction that Seth had to them, saying that now, now, Chicago, I love a good rumor too, but rumors aren't reality, something to that effect. Completely acknowledging that, yeah, we know that you know or you think that Cody Rhodes is here or will be here to face me at WrestleMania. That's essentially what he was saying there. And that's, of course, but I'm just, it's very interesting that he even addressed it at all. Usually when they hear chants, they don't want to hear like with the CM Punk chants for years, they would ignore them. You know, they would just pretend that they're chanting something else or just, just talk over them. And they didn't. And I think that that do believe that we will see Cody Rhodes and uh, Seth Rollins. Now, next week, Seth did declare that there will be no Monday Night Raw until Seth has a spot on WrestleMania, that he has his path. Again, even though we were told directly this week, if you noticed, by Corey Graves during somebody's entrance, I forget whose it was, he said that in in a place where anything can and will happen, so-and-so, I forget who it was or what happened, but those exact words came out of Corey Graves' mouth. Again, it's the corporate line. It's it's the narrative they're trying to push. It's the curated reality that they're trying to show us and that that we really are watching a, a show them which anything can happen, which we all know, and it, it, myself and you guys listening, know that's not the case, right? Like Raw has not felt that way in a long time. So don't try to feed me garbage and tell me it's, you know, a, a you know, flame and yawn, okay? As Michael, Michael the Gardener, I feel like I just... I feel like I just, uh, just, I guess, tapped into my my inner Michael Gross, uh, the gardener here, um, with a food reference. I'm not a chef at all. In fact, guys, you don't want me cooking anything, okay? There, there will be no cooking on my end. My wife is a far better cook than I am, okay? Not that you needed to know that fun factoid, but I, and the thing is too, it's, it's not like I care to get better. Like, I don't literally don't have any interest in cooking. I find it tedious. By the time I get to preparing the food, I'm so hungry. I just eat the ingredients. Okay. I can't cook and not eat. And and I just don't have the inner desire. I just, I don't just, you know, hell let's go to like, you know, let's go to Jersey Mike's or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something you didn't care to know. You didn't ask or even know you needed. See, I gave you something you didn't know you needed. And now you're asking more. I'm like Vince McMahon. You don't ask for it. I just tell you. And then you realize you want more of those facts. All right. As I fool myself, let's continue on here. Uh, Again, with Seth Rollins, I do believe it will be Cody Rhodes. Maybe it is tomorrow or tomorrow next week on Raw, which Cody shows up or there's a massive hint. And Seth does have a path to WrestleMania road, so to speak. And there's your hint as I just had an epiphany. 
guys, bear with me. I have not really, somehow, I have not had any, um, any kind of inkling until I was pointed out about a week ago that it was going to be, it should be Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, I, I really didn't know. And all of a sudden, I was just completely just blindsided by it. <laughs> now, as I just said it, and I haven't, again, I haven't read anything. I really am not. I have not. But I, maybe I'm looking into this too much. How many times has Seth said road to WrestleMania or the roads to WrestleMania, right? Hmm. I think there's our hint. Whenever, you know, road, roads to WrestleMania. I don't have a road to WrestleMania. There are no roads for me to WrestleMania. Hint, hint. I think that's for sure. See? And I, I, I'm i so, I'm just probably, you know, three weeks behind the eight ball here, but I'll pretend that I'm uh, cutting edge and breaking news. Okay. So let's move on. Let's talk about Natalia and Shayna Baszler, who uh, took on Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan in a tag team match. Baszler pinned Morgan uh, with uh, the heart attack. And then after the match, Zelina and Carmella attacked both of them. And then um, they got back on the same page. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm reading a little bit of a, 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 a summary here, which I know some of you guys love. Um, some of you don't. Uh, you know, I, I will say if you don't like the way that I conduct the podcast guys, like I, I don't mean it's insultingly at all. Like, I don't want you to waste your time. You know, like if, if you don't anybody and I, I, this goes for me, you, everybody, if there's a podcast you don't like, just, I mean, guys, there's a bunch of others. You want to go to state run radio over there with Corey Graves or state run radio with, you know, anybody else that's currently employed by a wrestling organization that are admittedly have much bigger built-in audiences, but you'll also get kind of a skewed opinion because they have a fight in the dog or a dog in the fight, so to speak. They can't crap on the company that they're working for. Yeah. Head over to have it or head over to those podcast guys. Those are plentiful. I mean, Bruce Pritchard is, is another. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, let's, where the hell was I? Seth Rollins roads to WrestleMania. All right. Let's move on. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. The reason I want to talk about that women's tag team match is because what what happened was we got the, um, the, the, the fourth team added to this women's tag team title match. Shayna and Carmella are, or I'm sorry, Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Or that fourth team added to the women's four, fatal four-way tag title match. I mean, it's fine. First of all, this matchup with Rhea and Liv versus Shayna and Natalia was fine. It was fine. I mean, it's it, it, it's fine. It really is. I mean, it makes you wonder where Rhea and Liv are going, though. Two women that are, fans are waiting for them to do something big. Get out of the team. If you ever notice, too. There have been very, very few women's tag teams since they brought in this women's tag title uh, to, to begin with. There have been very few that have been put together where you're like, you know, man, they're great together. I hope they never break up. Very few. More often than not, you're saying to yourself, can they just break up? They're way better off as singles. They're being buried. They're not being used. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up, guys, because I am uh, dead dog tired. I literally almost fell asleep at the keyboard. 
Should I be admitting that? Nope. I should not. That just, uh, that undermines my entire credibility, doesn't it? Like, he doesn't care. He's falling asleep. Well, sometimes the biology in my body takes over. Just, all right, let's continue on, guys. I really am going to try to wrap it up here. But Becky Lynch's promo that she cut on Bianca Belair, the, the, the whole premise of this was so good. God, Becky's on the top of her game. She said, and I think I, I was in the middle of talking about her outfit and her just preposterous, just her, her presence with the, her glasses, I don't know, wherever she got them. But the premise of this promo that she sat down in the ring with and used, brought in presumably the same chair she used to injure, quote unquote, Bianca Belair. She sat down and said that Bianca's not willing to sell her soul in the same way she is to be on top of the game. And she's going to prove it once again at WrestleMania. Becky Lynch, her delivery, her cadence, her confidence, she's sky high right now. I'm looking forward to this many more times over than I am Ronda and Charlotte. It just, it, it, to me, it's not just from a quality of wrestling standpoint, which I know we all love, but also because of the, the really just Ronda Rousey is, is not a part-time or not a full-time competitor. She is there for a short time, not a long time or a good time, not a long time, as they say, where Bianca is still much uh, very, very much the future of WWE. She is very much the future of WWE. And Becky Lynch is still the future of WWE and has a lot of years left in front of her. So to me, not just from a storyline and from a deserving standpoint and, and all those, but really just from a just production standpoint, I, I think Becky Lynch and Bianca is going to be a much better matchup. And storyline to me is much better. All right, uh, let's see. Did I capture everything? I feel like I didn't. I feel like I'm missing something. Am I missing something? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. Edge interrupting the main event of Seth and AJ. First of all, God, I, I, can I see these two in a 60-minute Iron Man match, please? If there's anybody, any two individuals on the roster that that could go for 60 minutes and make it entertaining as hell, AJ and Seth are those are those two. And I think the match went about 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes. And it's it still really good, fast-paced action. And it ended with Edge cracking um, AJ Styles in the back to cause the DQ. The winner, of course, would have faced Edge at WrestleMania that we all knew wasn't going to be Seth Rollins. We all knew it was going to be still AJ Styles. But Edge not only kept his same opponent, but also was able to injure further AJ Styles. And it makes you want to see Edge get his ass kicked. It's it's really just basic stuff, guys, here. It feels like WWE is on a hot streak, but it's only maybe they're only on a little bit of a hot streak because they're just using common sense with their stories. So the bar is not set too high there. But this is a, a very, very uh, effective segment, a very good match between these two. I mean, that the time flew from watching them. Uh, I, I, AJ Styles does feel kind of reinvented. The pit bull does seem to be back. I had no problem with any of this. None. Absolutely none. So that is pretty much it, guys, for my WrestleMania, or rather my WrestleMania, my Monday Night Raw review. Again, next week, Brock and Roman are going to be in the house. 
Take that for what it's worth. It'll be probably more chasing around or a quick brawl, or maybe you'll get your classic pull apart. We'll see. But overall, I enjoyed this week in wrestling, guys. I really did. And I think that we are on a good path to WrestleMania, uh, which is just 12 days away, less 11 days away until WrestleMania Saturday. So guys, it's going to come fast. It's going to blow by. And then we're going to be left in our WrestleMania hangover. But don't worry. Don't worry. WrestleMania backlash will save us because all we've learned, all you need to do is just add the word WrestleMania to anything and it instantly becomes more popular and it becomes more valuable simply by adding just WrestleMania. That's it. So we'll, maybe we'll just add WrestleMania in front of every pay-per-view this year. May, then, then we'll see what the ratings are. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me here. You can also follow me on Twitter at wrestling underscore audio. You can uh, send us those mailbag questions and comments and emails and or voicemails rather to mailbag at wwepodcast.com. Uh, don't forget to go ad free for just a dollar. It gets you in the door on Patreon. 99 cents gets you in the door on Apple podcasts. Consider going there and just clicking a button or you can go VIP on my website, wwepodcast.com. Enter the promo code WrestleMania for 50% off your first month. So it ends up being a, a buck 50 for the first month. And not only get, do you get all the ad free shows, but you also in there get a few video updates that I'll be working on addition more this week, but uh, video updates that can be found nowhere else, not on my TikTok anywhere. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, as always, I will talk to you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. <laughs>